everybody. This is Spice It Up podcast with, oh, she's smiling, with Heather Snyder and Ashley Vincent. I'm going to speak for her. I have two very special guests. One's falling asleep on us. It's my in-laws. This is my mother-in-law, Donna. Say hi. Hi. And my father-in-law, Russ. <laughs> and we are up at Bear Lake, and we are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. Yep, that's right, Remy. It is 50 years with the same people. I know. Six kids, and they're all married, and some of them even have children and grandchildren. So I thought it would be fun to, <clears throat> I finally got them to sit down at the table together and ask them some questions about how they made 50 years. Some of us have a hard time making 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've never experienced that at all in my life. So, Mom, what would be your number one, like little nugget of advice, a little piece of wisdom that got you through 50 years? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's 50. We just worked things out, just stayed together, loved each other, and had our moments, good and bad, but... Thanks, Austin. <laughs> but we, yeah, just love and patience, lots of patience. <laughs> so it's been easy? No, life's not easy, so marriage isn't either, it's something... I've told my kids, you work on it every day. Because even after your kids are all done, it's you work on your marriage. So it's just a continual thing. And you have your good and your bad days. And so what about you, Dad? What do you, what um what if you could pick one piece of advice to share? Well, somebody says it's supposed to be fifty fifty, it's not. You give 300% and expect back 50%. And you're going to be so married. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> well, that was better than your last piece of advice. <laughs> so, how did you guys manage six kids? I mean, I struggled with the one that I have, and I seriously wanted to pull my hair out at times and lock myself in a bedroom and yeah, we've been there. <laughs> Three boys together. It was like one well, what one didn't think of the other two did, and there were moments when I thought they'd never get grown up. But you know, it's one thing that got me through it is every night as you go check on them, and they are sweet, innocent faces, and that gives you the, the this love is why I'm doing it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, and the moments when they're so cute, you know, and you just. That's how you make it. Keep going. One of my favorite stories that you tell about um, my husband, Wade, was he was being babysat and he wouldn't go to bed or something. And the babysitter sat on him because he wouldn't go to bed. So she's like, fine, I'll sit on you. And she did. And Wade's like, oh, that was okay with me because I got to stay up and watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all, yeah. Punishment didn't always work with at least that one. Yeah, we tried everything on it. Education, like red books, and nothing really worked with him. He was stubborn, but 
he was a good kid. You know, it was mainly his grades, and there were times he was stubborn, but a good kid, so. Right, I, I told him he's forbidden for telling our kids that he would check himself out of school. He, um, he just had to go into the office. Is this an excused absence from your parents? And Wade would put yes, and they would excuse him for the day, and he would basically get an excuse something like didn't they call your parents to make sure he goes no no and we never knew that until after <laughs> right I'm like, <laughs> you are not allowed to tell our kids Richard I always thought was the best he was easier when they were younger and then they're like he wasn't that good and we found things out about him it's like <laughs> well I'm glad I didn't know when they were at home and amen to that but they turned out good I still look at my kids and think, how did you turn out so good with parents like us? Great kids, great kids. Well, and They're that, I workers. know there were a lot of people that were even concerned about that because he didn't want to finish high school and look where he's at today. I mean, he has a beautiful home, a fantastic job. Well, high school wasn't for him. He was sick a lot when he was little and somewhere along the line he missed something that he needed in his reading to comprehend and uh, when he got in high school he had a they had him see a social worker psychiatrist in the school and uh, he said that I don't like to say this but somewhere along the teachers messed up missed him and so he had a hard time memorizing. They would send us to where they did the packets. Can't remember what the school was called. And then they said, oh no, he's not bad enough to be here. He's not dyslexic, he's not any of the common things. They'd send him back to the high school counselor. Then they'd send him back and forth. And finally, I was like, I'm ready to have him not finish school. It was not good for him. He was getting, he felt stupid. Mm -hmm. And the social worker that had been working with him said he scored way high in math. It was his reading where he couldn't remember everything he'd read. And he said, I'd like to hit him in the head with a two before and knock some sense into him because he's a smart kid. But the school had made him feel passing him back and forth like there was no place for him and I was discouraged as a mother and I finally signed him. He got a job, got made manager, assistant manager, whatever. His self-esteem, his confidence, different kid entirely. For him, it was the best thing. I wouldn't, you know, normally recommend that, but in his circumstance, that was Right, and I, I remember even me, I'm all, are you sure you want to check that out of school? I mean, he needs to finish, and I don't think anybody agreed with, you know, your decision at the time, and not realizing, well, hello, this is Thad's mother. She would, you know, if anybody knew what was best for him, you would, but I think you got a lot of criticism from, you know, just doing well, that, and come to find out it was the best thing that you could have done. Because his self-esteem was not good. He had a hard time getting to school. He didn't want to go. He had one teacher in the tech school. He was taking some computer classes. First year, he did wonderful. Second year, it was a lot of memorizing. And the teacher told him, he, 
The teacher told me he was a waste of time. I was furious with the teacher to tell a kid they're a waste of time if they're not doing their work. And right then and there, he was done with that tray tech with Quebec. So we were having a hard time getting into school. And I understand where he was coming from. And we didn't know if it was the right decision. It worried us. But when he got that job in advance like he did, it was... A good decision. It changed. Don't you feel like that? It was, it was the right decision for him. Really? <laughs> he just wanted to enter the podcast too. <laughs> They'll ask you a question if we you will. Can. We'll. we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> hey, Dylan. What was your advice the last time I asked you? What? Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> you agree? Yeah. Happy wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Dad, I uh, Wade and I know Richard and even Thad do a lot of stuff around the home. And I'm all, how in the world did you learn to do this? I mean, they're, they do it all, you know, electronics. Um, then you go camping. Oh, no, don't get that log. Go get this one and get that. I'm all, well, isn't that the same as the other one? Well, no, that one's dry and this one's rotted. And I'm all, they're, they're both dry, you know. But one thing that you were always consistent with and all of the memories that Wade has is, oh, yeah, me, my brothers, and my dad, we would go backpacking, you know, like 50 miles in. And we would, you know, my dad taught us, you know, how to fish, clean a fish, cook the fish, backpack all of your food in. You know, it wasn't like glamping, like, you know, like to do with electricity and lights and toilets and water and you taught them a lot and that's some of Wade's favorite memories he loves telling the story where you guys backpacked into a lake and I think you and Richard were awake when the deer were jumping over you it woke you guys up and Wade slept through the whole thing and he wakes up and he's looking at deer prints on one side and deer prints on the other side and he just has a lot of fond memories of you teaching them a bunch of stuff. And it sounds like that was something that you were very consistent at doing. You made sure your boys knew, you know, how to be independent. Until right. the time when you went with the scouts and you and Richard got lost, separated <laughs> from them. <laughs> well, we did. We had an old map and they had a newer map. And the trail on the old map had been changed, so it wasn't it didn't exist. So we went to a, a different lake than they had gone to. So we camped out, and we had hot chocolate for supper. <laughs> but we how did you morning, find each other? Did you go Marco Polo? No, we we uh, got back on the trail. Now actually, we were going to make shortcut. We said, "No, nah, this isn't such a good idea." And then we heard the them yelling because they'd brought the horse. They had one horse for a backpack back horse. <laughs> And we heard him yelling, so we headed back up to him and uh, threw our backpacks on the horse, and we just followed the horse where we needed to go. <laughs> it was fun, though. We, we, we enjoyed it. We went fishing. We did a lot of stuff there while we were lost. <laughs> <laughs> Son, I'm going to teach you how to survive if you're lost. This is what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wade, Wade's always said ever since we got married 26 years ago, I want to go backpacking like I did with my dad, you know, 50 miles in and we'll carry our water. Yeah, that's what I said too, Remy. I laughed at him. And I'm all, um, 
I, yeah, honey, that sounds great. We never did, thank goodness. I, I know that, yeah, see, two miles in, right? Two miles in is perfect. But I keep telling my husband, I'm like, you need to go and teach our boys the same thing your dad taught you. Wade starts trying to teach them, but they're slow to catch on. And so he goes, no, like this. And so he does it for them. Like, they're not going to learn. You need to have the patience to let them do it. You can't start it and finish it for them. I think a lot of the problem there is their uh, games and whatnot, they don't do for themselves now. Everything mm -hmm. is done for them and they're entertained totally. They don't have to think. Yeah. So... If he gets them out in the back, well, and don't take a phone or anything, mm -hmm. and then uh, start from scratch there. That's the best place to do it, and yeah. uh, not just once, but several times in a year. And he'll put, they'll uh, start enjoying it really well. Austin keeps talking about the time he went up to Whitney, and obviously at Whitney Lake, you don't have reception of any kind. There's no cell phone. Wow. <laughs> you feel better? You feel better? <laughs> Give us a big smile now. Yeah. I kind of like mom's look. But you know, Austin was so intent on swinging that axe. And he, that's all he talks about. Can we go camping again? And I'm like, oh my gosh, my children, my vampire children don't disintegrate in sunlight. They can actually do it. Chase gets to go off his mission um, and go camping with you guys this year. I'm really hoping Zach wants to go, but he likes all of the comforts of home. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Keep us entertained, little girl. Yes. <laughs> but I think you're right. Get them. I know I'm always worried about the end of electricity and the crash. And I don't know. The apocalypse, World War III. I don't know. I'm a doomsday person sometimes. My biggest worry is my kids are going to go, oh, shoot, there's no electronics. <laughs> there's no heater. How am I going to survive? And, <laughs> and I'm all... I, I, I'm worried that my kids will just kind of crumble when technology crumbles. And I'm like, wait, you know what to do. You know how to do it. If anything were to happen, you would know. Yeah, I know. See, you agree with me, huh, Remy? Yeah. That's what I said. And it, he goes, well, I try. I just lose my patience with him. So what kind of advice would you give for an impatient dad who wants to teach his children? Just keep working at it. <laughs> That's all you can do. Spend time with them. Keep working at it. You mean spend time outdoors, not on the computer with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> the computer's not going to do you a bit of good. Come on, it's that spot I've been... Oh, we're bonding. I'm outdoors, all out in the backyard. Anything that's off from electronics. Any time you've got. They it used all to help. sleep in the backyard a lot. Oh, yeah. We had... Over but outside they were outside a lot. all the time. Yeah. See, I can't get my boys outside. I wait. They both work, and I can't get them 
there's too much porn to be inside. It's like that, I think, with all kids nowadays. They don't entertain themselves anymore. They're entertained. Yeah, they might. They get bored. Well, there's no TV. Nope, there's no TV. There's no cell phone. There's no computer, and they just sort of sit around in a daze, going, "Well, what can I do?" Well, well, I guess you can figure out how to go outside and do something. Call, you know. So if they go to a friend's house, they play the games. <laughs> okay, that was. I got you outside-ish. Anyway, Ashley, you're doing pretty good with Derek, though, because he'll go outside for a long time. Oh, he loves being outside. He, if he had a choice, he would never come inside. I think that's just because we don't have video games. I mean, we have the tablet, but he only uses that when we go on trips, really. Or if he, like, he's got the sticker chart. If he earns 20 minutes of iPad time, then that's when he gets it. But other than that, he doesn't touch it. Yeah, and I was um, I was talking to you about it earlier about how I was watching Derek at the lake yesterday, and he was so okay to play by himself, and he played so cute by himself, and didn't have to be entertained by somebody. You know, I mean, the the one heart wrenching moment was when he flipped over on his dinosaur, and he had a life jacket, so you know he came back up, but. Two feet from shore. <laughs> well, when you're only three feet, two feet's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he likes that kind of stuff, though. He loves to go camping and, and all that. I don't know what I did. I just, he's just, just a boy. Right. <laughs> he just, he hasn't been around video games and stuff because we're not going to buy that stuff. So well, he's the oldest. If he had older brothers, it would be harder. Or older sisters, you know. But I think... It's easier with the first one. Mm-hmm. Then you get the second one, and it's harder because the older one's doing it, you know, watching TV and things. Yeah, so, I guess that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remy, you're not going to be stuck on the TV in the game. No. <laughs> so how did you manage six little kids? Because they, they were pretty close. I think the first four. The first four. The first four were close. And yeah, it was hard. Days. They played good together, though, and they would play outside, and I liked to know where they were, so our house was where the friends came. We had a trampoline, we had a swing set, we had sandbox, we had made sure we had things so the kids wanted to come. <laughs> yeah, Russ delivered mail to a place where we got a pinball machine, and we've run into some of the kids. I came to your house, you had the pinball machine. They remember <laughs> that. It was... It was fun. You know what? I forgot about the pinball machine. Yeah. Now. He had it downstairs. And then he got one of the Space Invaders, the big machines, yes. and was going to put it. I'm like, where? We got this big pinball machine in the <laughs> family room. So my parents got it in their basement, and the grandkids loved it. Go down there and play it. But Now, listener, let me describe my in-law's house. You're probably thinking six kids and friends. They have this huge house. Nope, they got a cute, tiny little starter home. You walk through the front door, and then you're in their living room. And then they have a small kitchen. You, you kind of walk through to a small kitchen. And then off to the left is a little hallway. There's a bathroom. And then there's a bedroom right next to that. Then at the end of the hallway is another bedroom. And then you turn down, um, go left a little, again, and you get to my in-laws, um, master bedroom. Okay. Those, those were the bedrooms. They took their garage and turned it into a family room. And then they have a little storage area that they stuck two bunk beds in. 
and made that a room. So it's tiny. It's really small. And I'll it's tell you what. <laughs> but back then, kids didn't have to have their own room. Right. And we made this bigger room for the boys because we had three so they could do racetracks and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But wherever mom was, that's where the racetrack was. So we could have done different. But mm -hmm. I thought they'd play in there and they didn't. So Isn't that where the two girls ended up? Mm -hmm. Because Holly was older and girls have a ton more stuff than boys. They do. We seem to have to collect. Things. And then Holly got her cedar chest and different things and it just. They needed more space, and when we did put the two older boys down, then the two younger boys went in there, but the smaller one. But. Okay. I just remember, um, I grew up in a three-level house, so you'd walk into the main bedroom, or the main bedroom, you'd walk onto the main floor for the living room and kitchen. Upstairs, you had four bedrooms. Then um, downstairs, you had the family room, another bedroom, the washroom, and then you'd go down another set of stairs, into two more rooms and two storage areas. And, you know, I just took for granted that's the way homes were because obviously I didn't go to friends' homes. No, I didn't. By level, the split entry. And so th those were the homes I was used to. And I much preferred going over to your house. I remember when Wade and I were dating and your home was just friendly, it was welcoming. You know, you just had this atmosphere where it was relaxing. You know, my home, my mother's so OCD. Take your shoes off and don't touch anything. Don't break anything. Stay in this room, you know. <laughs> it was kind of hard to relax. <coughs> Nobody ever came to our house to play because there were so many rules that it was just uncomfortable. But when we got to your house, it was loud and crazy and chaotic. And they're laughing or fighting. And there's Twister going on over here and a movie going on over there. And we had a small kitchen, and we always had friends that ate. If we had chicken rolls, one of Cindy's friends came. How many when you have chicken rolls? <laughs> and we had one of Wade's friends every night. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then we had this young couple move next door to us with two little kids, and we had them to Sunday dinner almost every Sunday. <laughs> and so it was just, you know, we just liked our kids' home. So that's where friends came. Right. And I remember my very first game night with you guys. Now, my mother didn't let us play face cards because they were considered bad and evil. So when you brought out a deck of face cards, it threw me off. If, I don't know if you'll remember, but I did not play with you guys for a long time. I just, those are bad. But my parents, when we got together and called it a party, it's a family party. I, my family, the boys split off, the girls split off. And it was, I mean, from what I can remember, we ate dinner and then everybody just kind of sat on the couches and we... And gossiped. Yeah, either yeah. they slept or they gossiped. There wasn't yeah. any playing. There, there was no playing. We never played a game. And so when I would do a family party, that's totally what I was expecting. That's the only family party I knew. And all of a sudden, games are flying out. Okay, we have the marble game and we have Yahtzee and we have Monopoly and we have da 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 oh, Wait, what? Wait, what are these games? And there was the dice game. There was um, Mormon Bridge. I, what's the one with your good looks? You have the three toothpicks. Shabosky. Yes. And trash. They're both that way. Yeah. It's lovely because we use candy now. <laughs> 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 they got three toothpicks and one trash. 
good looks. So now I get three pieces of candy and good looks. I so, love it. So. And then we play the, that's what they want. Well, see, and that's what we play with Ashley and Doug. Okay, we're going to play golf. And so we get our cards out for golf or we, you know, Wade always has his hand and foot game and stuff. And I'll tell you, I, I'm home. I used to ask, are your parents going to have a party again? <laughs> and my and what, Wade goes, well, why do you need to wait for a party? Why don't you just come over and play games? Your family plays games and it's not a party. I It just threw me. And I remember telling Wade when we got engaged, I'm like, we're going to teach this to our kids. This is how family parties go. It's chaotic. It's fun. You're going to have five different games in every direction. And people are going to be loud. And it's going to be fun. And because Wade, he's all, he was so uncomfortable at my house. He goes, how is that a party? And I'm looking at him going, well, how is it not? This is what families do. And he's like, ah, no, no, let me show you what families do. And seeing the difference has been such an eye opener. And I'm all, yeah, let's go to your house tonight. Let's well, go play we, games. We go up camping with my parents. And they love Jotsy. So the kids, we didn't have the bathroom in there, so I'd sponge bathroom one by one at night, and they'd go to grandma's and play Yahtzee till it was their turn, and they'd go back <laughs> till they were all back, and then they'd go to bed. So they got to hate Yahtzee, but <laughs> and well, Domino's. But the ones they loved was uh, the pit. pit. And that is pit so and so loud. <laughs> and we were in campground across the lake. Uh, uh, people were fishing, and Mom they and were even sometimes. And man, they, they we were <laughs> loud as could be over there. I mean, it was plain as day. But we that was their party. favorite game. Was yeah. the they were playing pit. I'm nervous for this. Oh, 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 <laughs> it was two weeks a year out of the summer with grandma, two weeks uh -huh. with grandma and grandpa. Good Those were my favorite memories. My my favorite still, even though I got sunburned. So I I have bright red hair, you know, fire engine red, because it covers up. I love you, Ashley, and I don't mean this derogatory. My blonde roots. My daughter's blonde. <laughs> and we were up fishing. And we're up in the lakes, and my mother-in-law brings a really big, well, at the time she was my boyfriend's mom, she brought this big umbrella, and I thought, I'm in the shade. I don't need to worry about sunscreen. I'm in the shade. I didn't even think about the reflection of off the lake water onto me. So imagine six, eight hours with no sunscreen, and of course, I was really smart, wore short sleeve shirts and shorts. So by, we got all packed up, and by dinner time, my I knew I was sunburned and it started to hurt, so I knew I was in trouble. By that night, I was shaking. I don't think I was convulsing because I was um, conscious and everything, but my father-in-law um, was so concerned, he went and asked the rangers, the forest rangers, what do I do? I have this girl here. She's severely sunburned. She's shaking, and they she's breathing fast, and they go, well, you don't want her to hyperventilate, so what you need to do is get her to breathe in a paper bag, you know, slow it down. So my father-in-law comes back, he, she has to breathe in a paper bag. What does he do? He gets one of those big grocery bags, dumps out the potatoes, scrunches it up and goes, breathe. Okay. I'm trying to laugh and I'm like, I'm not breathing in a potato bag. I'm gonna pass out trying to fill it up. <laughs> that is still my favorite memory. <laughs> 
You were so concerned, and they're like, that's the only bag I have. I'm like, that's okay, I'm good. <laughs> but those memories of, you know, and all of the kids, you've, you've stayed so close. You've had your ups, like you said, you've had your ups, you've had your downs, but you, your kids, are they still want to be around you, and they... You know, fly from Florida to be here for your 50th wedding anniversary. They come from St. George, Tooele, and, you know, to celebrate what? Syracuse. Syracuse, right? And to spend those, you know, three, four days with you guys. You've been able to create so much love and so much happiness. From just being doing the best you have, and I'm pretty sure you didn't have a manual. And if you did, I need I it. I wished one for one many times. this beautiful cabin that we're doing the podcast in. You've got your, um, Robbie is amazing. People actually, you know, go out of their way to get them to help them. He does drywall and he's the quickest. I mean, he's awesome at what he does. And you've got, you know, Thad and Wade into computers and look what Holly's doing. I mean, Cindy is, She's done some amazing things with those kids. And, you know, I know that you've had your times where you want to shake them and wondering, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? But just look, I mean, looking around to see what you've done. See the family that you guys, because of you two, decided, you know, fell in love and got married. Look what you have. Great grandkids. The granddaughter that just got married. And well, I can, I think a lot of it too was the way I was raised. My parents and the respect to teach them to have respect for other people. And we taught them young to serve. We had older neighbors and they did sidewalks and the Shovel. winter and shovel Old snow. And I think it's important to teach kids that too. Mm -hmm. Wade is the very respect. Yes, because I think that's something that is being lost. Respect is one of the major things that yeah, is, cause, is causing the decline of the nation. Right. You don't have kids don't have respect for the teachers for and things nowadays. That was have. one thing we were taught, and that lack of respect. I know when I catch my kids, I'm all no, 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 no. You will have respect. Even, you know, these are your elders. You respect them. They're mm -hmm. older. They've been through life. They know what they're talking about. It's not something that you have to earn. You Any know? kind of an adult that you have respect for. Exactly. Especially teachers, mm -hmm. uh, church people, mm -hmm. everything. That's they, what we were. They don't, uh, don't mouth back to them ever. Mm -hmm. They respect them. Right. Well, a lot of love 
in my family. I knew no matter how old I was, I could go home to my parents or go to them for help or advice. And right. I wanted it to be that way with my kids because well, I were... can't imagine not having somebody that cares enough about you parents that you didn't feel like you had a home. Mm-hmm. And you were yeah. raised by your grandparents throughout your childhood. You lost your dad before your... Yeah, they took care of the chef. Yeah. The mother and the grandparents. Yeah, because yeah. mom, mm-hmm. we were really close to my mother. And yeah. And I, I don't know, I've never seen a relationship quite like what you and your sister and grandma have. That really close relationship of, I mean, absolute, what am I trying to think? Um, you could be vulnerable in front of each other and, and know it's a safe thing. You guys were so close and so thoughtful of each other. I mean, that's one thing that I don't see a lot of in um, the younger generations. It's there, but just, you know, like you were saying with, um, Aunt Judy, you know, and ju- just the, the thought of, oh, wait, maybe I should give her, you know, go buy her some clothes, she's lost a lot of weight. It kind of, oh, what, why should I have to tell you? Why, why don't you think of that? And it kind of is because we're, it's getting lost. You know, I think I hear a lot, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, I want to give my kids what I don't have. And by doing that, we're not showing them or teaching them respect and gratitude. And no, we have to work for it. So this is a good thing. And I think a lot of that, like you said, is being lost. You know, and yeah. just when when I see kids talking back to adults, can I smell them? <laughs> you know? It really bothers me too. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were raised. Of course, we were around our grandparents a lot. And that was like a different generation and you know, you were taught respect, and of course, my mother too taught that when she remarried and took on five children, and it was hard because they hadn't had that. They pretty much ran, did what they wanted, and it was hard for them to have rules and respect. And they would just eat in front of the littler kids and not share. And that was one thing, moms, you don't do that. If you eat it, everybody eats it. Yeah. You know, and so. You know, it was hard for them because they hadn't been raised that way. But mm-hmm. a lot of them learned it by the time they. Right. And Grandma Snyder and I—I I didn't know Grandpa long. Uh, Grandpa died a week after Wade and I got married. But Grandma, she kind of, she seemed kind of strict to me. You know, um, she ran an orderly home. It seemed like, but that was my perception. What was it like then? Not real. More chaotic. (laughs) We uh, trained a horse or two. Uh, You know, there's just a lot of things that need to be done, and we worked at it. You guys were avid hunters too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We that was every year Christmas. That was oh yeah big thing in their family. We loved that. The whole family would go, and women would cook, and. We'd go up on the mountain and shoot a deer. In winter? Huh? In winter? October? Yeah, October. October. Sometimes we had, one year we had uh, to bring the horses back down after we got them up because the snow was up to the valleys. And one year, 
they take trailers and everybody go, and they're taking their trailer up early and just the men went up. So. Yeah, so it just depends on the year, but mostly the whole entire family went. Wow. And we had a really good time up there. And we'd all play games <laughs> up there, too. We just really. Yeah, Wade talked about his hunting with Grandpa, and the first time he shot a deer, and they must have shot it in the heart because when they trailed it, there was, and they were cleaning it, there wasn't any blood. He's like, yep. Yeah. I go, well, did you go hunting after that? And he's like, nope. I was good. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, um, when we were dating, he promised that I got, he had an uncle and a grandfather. And when we were dating and I mentioned that I would love to ride a horse, and he goes, yeah, I can get you, you know, we can go ride horses. 26 years later, I'm still waiting for my horse. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't and nobody anymore. has horses anymore. <laughs> well, I got one on our first date. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember that. Talk about your first date. It was a blind date. That's what you like, so. uh, yeah, and I met him, and he laughed just like his brother. I knew right away who he was. <laughs> <laughs> and she thought she was really pulling one over on me. So I was very happy and did not want to go, and I did. And then he asked. Yeah, two blocks away, and the horse went lame. Yeah. So he oh. walked it back. <laughs> and then talked a lot about his, his service in the Navy, where he'd been and stuff, and then we went to a movie after <laughs> we we changed. No, we went to the movie that night to oh, a drive-in, okay. and we went. They went back while I changed, and my dad was on the porch, and we had a dog named Rusty, and he went by Rusty to some people, and my dad's out there, Rusty, Rusty, and he gets out of the car and goes running. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but I don't know who's more embarrassed. <laughs> It's cloudy, we go, and then it pours rain. <laughs> Up on the mountain. Yes. And almost to an old mine. So oh, we, no. well, uh, it was raining so hard, we head for the mine, and we sat in there for three hours. I don't know. I think it was. Wow. And it was uh, pouring. It was still pouring when we left. We so finally left. had my old cowboy hat put on her head, and we <laughs> came back off that mountain, and, and we got there. his uncle and dads were out driving looking for us. So I met his whole family, sopping wet. <laughs> and we drove into Grandpa's house. Yeah. Yes, and, and, and everybody Uncle was everybody was there. I was so embarrassed. It was like Hi. the worst day ever. <laughs> Your worst date. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> She's still with me. And I, after I well, soaked her, suddenly we have a third date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that girl that thought she was pulling one over on you. Yeah. It really yeah, wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. so we enjoyed our life that time from that point on. Yeah. We got engaged on that third date. <laughs> did you really? Mm -hmm. We did. Oh, wow. I, th I thought you were joking. No. I thought my parents were fat, were rushed in two weeks of knowing each other and getting married. Or at least engaged. Days. We were engaged. But oh. our dates, because he was on leave from the Navy, were all day long. I mean, I mm. probably knew him better than people that had dated for a couple of months, you know. And mm -hmm. then we wrote letters, and 
I had a scholarship, went on to college, and he had two years left. So we wrote letters and things for a year, and he came back a couple of times before we got married. But my mother was like, I would never let you get married if you weren't waiting a year, because that was just too soon. My parents did that when they got engaged after two weeks, but it wasn't until the next year that they got married because my dad was at Vietnam. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, that's what mm-hmm. he was in the Navy. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was in the Army. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I asked my dad for stories, and he's like, I don't have any. He did paperwork. And so he didn't see any action. He went in, when they when he got drafted, he was supposed, you know, he, him and a bunch of other guys were in an office, and they said, okay, we're going to do a typing test to see who's going to do paperwork and who's, you know, going to go out. And, the guy never showed up to do the test, and when he finally did show up an hour late, he goes, y'all uh, can type 120 words a minute. And so that whole class, on their paperwork, says 120 words a minute, so they all got office jobs, and my dad typed like this. One finger at a time, you know, and like, wow, you're the slowest 120-minute person ever. He goes, I am. And, and I swear my dad does this still, but faster. <laughs> So I think that was real fortunate for my dad. Yeah, he was in the Navy, and so he didn't see action, but the boat was outside of Vietnam in case the fight went out Went out that way. Mm -hmm. And then his older brother was drafted, fought on the front lines, and was killed. Bill, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That made you the oldest, didn't it, Dad? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just, it's incredible that it's been 50 years. I know. It doesn't feel like 50 years. Well, sometimes it does. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. You know, Wade and I have been married 26, Rich and Annette 25. And that just seems crazy to me. Because mm-hmm. sometimes if, I'm like, wait, didn't we just get married? And I know the time's gone by really. Where do these kids, no, I'm not a mother of a 27-year-old and a 23-year-old. <laughs> what? No. Those are my sisters. Come on. <laughs> Tell me all my age. That's okay. Nobody here knows my age. Some people thought I was 20. I'm like, no, yeah. 27. Yeah. Well, so Miss Rich is a daughter, 25. 23. 23. 23. Wow. Yeah, she'll be 24 in October. No, what she... They got married this year. Richard Annette has been 25 years, and it's our 50th. So we thought that was kind of cool, 25 years apart, yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was all like that this year. So I thought that was kind of cool when I found out. That is. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys coming on, even though you didn't want to. Yeah. The stories were great. Weren't they? <laughs> I know. See, look, you can still be married 50 years and still love each other. Ish. <laughs> and Dad stayed awake for the whole thing, so. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. <laughs> so, again, if you guys would like to send in your relationship advice or if you have any stories you'd like to tell, you can go to Spice It Up at Gmail, Spice It Up Podcast at Gmail or Instagram, or Spice It Up podcast on Facebook. And we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. We'll see you later. Bye.
don't know why it's not recording on the top, just the bottom, whatever. No, 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 no. You said that. I didn't say that. I don't know if this is the best place to do it now. Everybody's going to be running up here and stuff. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. That's awesome. What kind of ball? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. He went outside. And Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of editing. I this. told you this wasn't a good spot to do it. I'm happy with it. It's all good. It's a family reunion. <laughs> um, 